Welcome to Alphabet Fly, Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official Iron Book of the Marvel Universe with the guests, talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone whose father is very dumb and apparently did not recognize that his son was very evil. Rob! Ah, <laughs> uh, Jesse, you could not live with your previous recording of this episode. And where did it bring you? Back to me. So, uh, today we are talking about a very large character who's been in so many things, and you will not believe how little of a deal he was in the 80s. Uh, he's, a, <laughs> he's, a, he's a purple guy with a, uh, with, with a big chin and a, a very charming smile here. Yeah, uh, we are going to be talking about Thanos. That's right. Some would say he was inevitable. Um, uh... So, but boy, speaking of inevitability, I want to go back in time, just drop into the eighties. Uh, you know, Marvel bullpen. They're putting together this uh, this issue and saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, Thanos." You know, uh, you know, in a, in about uh, uh, thirty thirty years or so, uh, they're going to be about eighteen or so Marvel movies, and they're all going to culminate in a big one. And uh, Thanos is going to be the villain of that, and he will be one of the most famous uh, villains of contemporary pop culture. Like, you'll just be able to stop a random guy in the street and say, Thanos, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah the purple guy. And then I'll ask, oh, well, who's playing him? And I'll ask, have you seen The Goonies? <laughs> oh, man. Like, there's so much... No, like no, no, not, not Joe Pantoliano. So, Thanos, you, you, know, you know and love him. Or you That's right. don't like him. Um, and, uh... He's just real iconic, just in per, uh, gold, uh, blue and gold. No, par- regular part of the X-Men. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. That'd be, actually, wait. That There's a universe where that happens, right? I mean, he's kind of a mutant. Oh, he is a mutant. No, he uh, actually, he's I mean, a mutant I, internal. Oh. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he's an eternal, so he's not, and actually his, um, he's not a mutant the way that, like, Professor X is a mutant. He has deviant syndrome. Well, also, I mean... Which connects him, of course, to the Deviants. And, of course, Jesse, I know how much you like the Eternals and the Deviants, so I'm going to spend the next about ten minutes talking about this in detail. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... It's just, he's, uh... Yeah, there's a lot going on. Uh, if you've uh, watched... I don't know, maybe two of the largest movies to ever exist? Um, <laughs> maybe you know a little bit about them. <laughs> I mean, this, this, inter- this character is a little different. He is... Less of a eugenicist and more of a guy who wants to bone a skeleton. So, okay, so here is a thing that I thought would happen, and I know that this is just me fantasy booking, but they, you know, the the movie before uh, Endgame was... uh, Infinity War. Well, sorry, not Endgame, sorry, Infinity War was uh, Ragnarok, which was also an amazing movie. Um, Uh Uh-huh. And, you know, they introduced Tella, who is the closest I think you can get to a goddess of death. Mm. Um, or closest to what you can consider death. Uh, Sados' whole thing is, I'm real horny for the skeleton woman. Yeah. Um, and- I mean, the thing is, I mean, I think that makes him sort of, you know, that you, you don't quite understand why he loves death. Whereas it's a lot easier to understand why a guy would go to uh, great lengths to score with Kate Blanchett. Yeah, and so I thought, like, what they would do, because, like, like 
Yeah, sure, there was an explosion, but that doesn't mean someone's dead. That almost means no one's dead in Marvel. Like, there's al- almost everyone who is in an explosion doesn't die unless they're a, like, a Z-lister. Or, th- or Thunderbird, who you're going to get to in a couple of days. Or Thunderbird, but also, I feel... R.I.P. Thunderbird. Yeah. Um. So, so I thought what they were going to do was they're going to be like, well, guess what? Hell is back. And also, Thanos is like... I need I need like, someone hey, to roll over the universe with. Hey girl. Yeah. Um Hey hey girl, I'm inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel like I feel like Josh Brolin could pull it off as Thanos. How do you feel about single dads who are purple? <laughs> um like I thought they were gonna do something like that. And I know that was just me, you know, pie in the sky. But also, you're gonna have to hang out with my friends. There's this like giant blue lady and uh and like a weird Emperor Palpatine looking goblin guy. But yeah, Thanos, his occupation is conqueror and worshipper of death. Some would call it a simp for death. Um, <laughs> um, uh he like, you know, he's at this point in time, his existence is unknown to the general population of Earth. How weird that will change very soon after this. I mean, it, he's, you know. he's now known to the population of our Earth. Yeah. Which it, is weirder, I think. Yeah, it's like, to the, to sorry to get elitist, but to the normies. Oh, sure. Yeah, man. Like, imagine, imagine, like, not ten years ago, imagine in the early 2000s saying, like, Wow, Thanos to someone, just a random person on the street. They'd be like, "What?" Gesundheit. Yeah. Um. So he's a citizen. Uh, he's he's even surpassed the guy he was ripped off from, Darkseid. Uh, yeah, and he he is Darks. Never mind. I can't do that. Can't do a riff. I I, I am. I know the Th- famous Thanos one. is. I I I love the origin of that. Where, um. You know, Jim Starlin had, uh, he was drawing and writing an issue of Iron Man. He was sort of putting all of the characters that he wanted to create in there. So he had, you know, Thanos is in there. Um, I think Drax the Destroyer is in there. And he sort of crammed this in. And, you know, his original, uh, Thanos was kind of like a, a thin, like a sl- more slender guy. Yeah. And he was originally based on, oh, what's the guy's name? Um, do do do. The, the guy in the chair. I can't think of his name. Mo- not Mobius. That's the chair. Monitor? Is the monitor? No. Oh, Metron. 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 That's it. I always forget a lot of the new god stuff. Yes. And so, like, Roy- and so he, you know, he showed it to Roy Thomas, and he said, eh, it's pretty good. But, you know, if you're ripping off the new gods, you should rip off Darkseid, because he's the best one. I am. And, and, and that he did. Yeah. And then it became more famous by a lot. Oh, sure. Um, they tried to do something with that in the Justice League movie, but then like they completely bailed on that, but everyone said, these are crap. Um, oh, wait, you didn't want to watch a movie all about Steppenwolf? Yeah. Um, so, he has a lot of, a lot of people. Uh, who is relatives of uh, Alars, also called the Mentor, also one of the dumbest fathers who exist. Um, Eros, also Star Fox. I don't like him. That guy's a real creep. He's a real creep. I hate him. He's bad. Um, he's his brother, Zorus, who we might in who we might talk about soon. 
Um, he's an eternal. He's a t- definitely eternal. His uncle, also deceased. Uh, Suzanne, his mother, deceased. Probably. Definitely deceased. Yep. Then we have Cybele, his sister-in-law, Thena, his niece, and then Nebula, alleged granddaughter. Mm, allegedly his granddaughter. I mean, basically, I mean, you know, she's blue, he's purple. How does that work? Yeah, like, how do you deset? How do you uncouple that thing? Like, maybe if she was, like, a deeper purple. Something. Huh. Um, so, so, yeah, he first showed up in uh, apparently a real just famous thing. A famous uh, it, uh, Iron Man issue, because I think I've talked about this issue, I think, three or four times. It's it's like the the genesis of Jim Starlin. Yeah, so it is Iron Man issue, well, Invincible Iron Man, issue number 55, came out in February 1973. Beware, 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 the Blood Brothers. And... There is yeah the cra- the crazy thing this this issue is all Blood Brothers you know it's like they're on the cover they're in the title and you know nobody cares about the Blood Brothers yeah like they show up for a little bit in the thing that introduced the modern day Drax but that's it really I mean they turn up in stuff but yeah but- nobody's all hey the blood the uh, the Blood Brothers uh, by the way there is Cover Peace Theater Cover Peace Theater. Also, um, a thing I would like to point out before we actually describe the cover, um, this has all been a, just a 70s comic uh, bonanza. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, these are all fairly, well, within the last decade when this came out. So, yeah. So, uh, we kind of talked about this cover many times. Uh, my favorite interpretation is that the way that, uh, by the way, if you want to see a picture of this cover, go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. Um so one of the Blood Brothers is very loosely holding Iron Man in a very half-assed half-Nelson, um, <laughs> where he doesn't even hold his wrist or anything. So it looks more like he's uh, doing a very aggressive hug to Spider uh, to, to Iron Man from behind. Um, mm. Iron Man, with four possible ways to get out of this with, I don't know, the repulsor rays that are both on his hands and his feet. Um, is just slightly sag- like leaning against his uh his massive thigh, being like, "No, stop it." Um, well, and also they've, they've they've sort of angled his Iron Man back, so it looks like he's very sad. Yeah, it's just like like it's it's just like you know maybe maybe one of his homies is just like, "Yo, you're you're real sad," and here's just here's a hug, you know, just calm down, you know. Um, and then the other blood brother is holding what I can only assume is a pipe that was sharpened so he could specifically stab Iron Man. Yeah, I mean that's how you beat Iron Man. You stab him usually. Yeah, yeah, that's that always works. Uh, he's definitely not in armor. Um, and uh, either that or he's picking up some trash. And Drax is very rudely bursting through the walls, yelling, "Monsters! I've tracked you across galaxies for this moment. Even if you crush Iron Man, you can't stop the Destroyer." Yeah, and this is classic Drax. Um, not even in his like, like purple no, he, purple suit yet. Yeah, he was sort of the Hulk for a while, like sort of like a big, dumb, childlike green guy. Yeah. And uh, this is before the modern day. I think at the end of of the um, Donny Cage run of the uh, 
Guardians of the Galaxy, they brought back classic Drax. Mm-hmm. The universal uh the universal truth or life church. Um basically cloned a bunch of Drax the Destroyers mm-hmm. from the Earth because he was originally made out of like a clay. Because there's this uh jazz musician who was abduct abduct abducted. Yes, and abducted. And, and and his daughter also abducted, and uh, she grew up to become Persis Cambetta from uh, that first Star Trek movie. Yes, uh, also uh, Moon Moon Dragon, who is also very bad. Well, actually, you know what? Technically, not Moon Dragon, um, because that was also kind of weirdly retconned as well. Mm. The real Amanda Douglas is Amanda. Heather, Heather Douglas. Heather Douglas. The real Heather Douglas was apparently like buried, and like the Moon Dragon persona was taken over, taken over mm. her mind for like decades. Oh, and that, of course, that is why she originally appeared in Daredevil, going by the uh, nom de plume of Madame McEvil. Very subtle. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Thanos. So to there is. Actually, not a lot. This is a two-page entry, with and both pages are more than half taken up by uh, pictures. Yeah, a lot of pictures here. Um, yeah. I mean, because Thanos did not have. I mean, I mean, this is pre-Infinity Gauntlet, even. Yeah, it's not too far before Infinity Gauntlet, but before. A few, yeah, a few years. I think it's ninety, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, his final appearance was in Marvel Two and One Annual Issue Number Two. Um, by the way, that does not take. Um, uh, so... Ah, uh, no. Yeah. So, basically, he was a problem child of Alars and Susan, um, of the, of the Titan Eternals, um, and basically, he was just a real goth child who was, like, super obsessed with death, and, like, to the point where, like, he got, like, horny about it, um, mm. and he did a bunch of, like, bionic implications and meditation and stuff. And he basically, like, thought himself and biohacked himself into becoming stronger than his brothers and sisters. And yeah, his- Thanos, uh, I, the power section, he basically has every superpower. He's a real Mary Sue. Yeah. Um, that being said, he's written really well. Well, yes. Nowadays, so I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay with, like, the all-powerful characters that can't, can never die and all that stuff, mm. as long as they're written well. Um, now, um... He basically became like he basically became like a pirate at one point. Like he got mm-hmm. a bunch of bunch of evil people for a private army, and uh, after a while, dropped a bunch of uh, nuclear devices on his home world, just killing thousands of people, including his mother. Mm. Um, and basically, after this, death was a uh, death, which is by the way a sexy lady skeleton at this point. At actually. If you're going by modern day, it's just a sexy lady, which I am against by 100%. Make her a skeleton lady with boobs. Come on. Um, but, uh, but basically, Death was just like, man, I love your, I love how nihilistic you are and how you're willing to genocide your own people just because on a whim. And, um, and he, and he decided to try to make himself worthy of such an awesome entity. Um, so he wanted to create more power. At first, he was just like, "I'll I'll try to do the electoralism uh, route by uh, becoming a dictator of multiple worlds." 
Um, and so he made, so he got a bunch of like uh, battleships and stuff, and basically just found a way to massively amplify his own power, um, which uh, is why he is nigh unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was uh, very. Uh, he was very interested in Earth because he found out that there was a little uh, a bomb that was uh, that was just just randomly for some reason I don't know why was just dropped, and he was just like, "That seems like a place that I want to take, keep an eye on." Um, so eventually, Aim uh, made well made the Cosmic Cube, who eventually became uh, the shape of the world's little. Uh, child adopted child from her it's complicated it's I, real complicated. I don't fully understand it myself i don't understand it i just remember that there it's made out of a gray hole and both of them are made out of gray holes right um but yeah and the shape of the world is basically like a desk with like a scroll robot on top of it yeah yeah it was when the scrolls had a home world like you know like a mm. plebes before they were just constantly creating war with everyone and because they had no throne world and trying to trying to have a place to live and call their own um and if you if you uh read the empire event or the prelude to empire print uh they kind of finally get along with the kree which means Mm. i officially don't care about them (laughs) i'm joking i'll probably read it but i am uh i'm not a big fan of the kree I, I like really at all. Um, so so yeah, he yeah he was like real attracted to that cosmic cube uh, that Aim made, and he seized control of the reality warping uh, device, and then and then you know used it to command the universe. Um, he battled like the Avengers and Captain Marvel. Um, and he vanquished both of them. Wait. What? I don't care. I don't care that much about that. What part? Um. So he he basically just threw away the uh, cosmic cube because he thought falsely that he drained of all its powers. Uh, Marvel's like struck the cube, and then and then basically used it to restore the universe. Um. He and Thanos reverted back to human form. Oh, not human form, but mortal form. In the center of the universe, where his flagship Sanctuary 2 retrieved him under pre-programmed instructions. Uh, then, he d- uh, then he was dejected to discover that death abandoned him because of his failure. So he wanted to gain her affection. And he would give her uh, more than in any single living being. Um, but he would also... But he would also give them the annihilation of everything that lives. Everything. The entire mm. universe, dead. <laughs> um, so, what he did was he found soul gems. I'm putting quotation marks around it. Yeah, we hadn't quite figured out the whole infinity gems thing yet. Yeah. Yeah, so the infinity gems, so that brought him into conflict with Adam Warlock. Now, um, Adam Warlock was fighting Magus, who was an evil version of him in the future. Yeah, future. Right. Evil and purple. Yep, evil and purple, who is different than Golden. Wonder how he got there. 
They should probably explain. Um, eventually he, uh, which, so, so Magus was the head of the, uh, Universal Life Church. Is it Universal Life or am I saying Universal Truth? Uh, Univer- uh, Universal Church of Truth, I believe. Hmm, he says it somewhere here. Yeah, Universal Church of Truth. Universal Church of Truth. I'm thinking of the thing you can buy, uh, buy an ordain. Well, you can get a free, uh, f- getting free ordain, freely ordained. I mean, you can probably do that from, uh, these guys too, but, uh, you also have to sign up to, you know, fight Adam Warlock or something. Because Jim Starlin loves evil space churches. Thanos wanted to get rid of Magus. So he started teaming up with Warlock. Mm. Um, and he also did a, weird time travel thing where he uh got the last how do you say Gamora's um Zen Warberries. Zen Huberi, I believe. Zen Huberi's uh, yeah. Um they were all genocided by the Church of Universal yeah. Truth. Um and he went back in time because he had one of the he had the time soul gem. Um and he brought her back before everything was uh destroyed. Uh, well, sorry, he brought her back and, and then everything was destroyed. Her life was destroyed. And then was trained her to be an assassin. Uh, and who's whom, some would say, is the most dangerous woman in the universe. Mm. Um, and that, like, and that was basically there to divert War- uh, Adam Warlock's uh, life so he wouldn't become Magus. He yeah. failed, by the way. Um, then he constructed like a synthetic soul gem that would carry like all the, like, you know, just a big fake soul gem. Like, uh, if only there was something like a glove, like some sort of glove that would hold all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, more convenient, easy to carry around. You know, maybe you can use it to, I don't know, like punch things. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, he made a synthetic soul gem, and Warlock realized that he was gonna. Warlock knew that he was gonna try to uh, kill him, basically. Um, and Gamora also learned of his plan and tried to assassinate him, but Thanos slew her, and also killed Pip the Troll. Ooh. Yeah, which is real sad because everyone needs a horny satyr person around. <laughs> um, then Captain Marvel shows up and damages the projector through he, ba- through the that the synthetic soul gem was sending stuff through, and uh, it went that he was basically using to like explode like suns. So he could destroy the universe with it, because, you know, life tends to happen around suns. Mm-hmm. Then a bunch of people uh, show up, including Spider-Man and the Thing. Um, Spider-Man influenced by the abstract entities of Lord Chaos and, Ma- sorry, Lord Order and Master Chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, released um, Warlock Spirit from the Soul Gem that he wore. Um and seething with cosmic power, he released uh, released from his physical death. Warlock grappled with Thanos and turned the Mad Titan into immobile stone, and incapacitated for eternity. I can't believe it. Um, and, and never to have the embrace of death. Yep. Yeah, just worship. 
where like he was just had a fragment of consciousness and was tortured by the fact that he <laughs> who worshiped death would forever be denied it um so yeah so basically he was just kind of like a kind of like a b-lister yeah like uh you know a uh a uh what is that guy's name i am totally blanking on is he part the of guy a with his lower body is replaced with a computer oh korvac korvac how did yeah. i forget korvac how did you yeah. how did you forget death centaur <laughs> Yeah, you know, like a like a Korvac, or uh, you know, definitely like a, a level below your Galactuses or Annihiluses, maybe in league, with, maybe, you know, on the same level as a Blastar. Yeah, he was he was like Blastar level, yeah. I think. But yeah, in like ninety, yeah, I'm pretty sure ninety, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I came back for Infinity Gauntlet, then Infinity War, then Infinity Crusade, and then every. Almost every large galactic ride conflict yeah, every, afterwards. Every time there's a every time there's a cosmic thing going on, you you light the Thanos signal. So, um, my fav one of my favorite ones is uh, during War of the Kings. Um, him and uh, Star Lord was pushed into the Cancerverse, where for a long time they were fighting each other and kind of killing each other. But the thing about the Cancerverse is it's the lot it's the universe where where life won. Which means everything festers like yes. cancer, and they were just yes. and they just and they basically just killed each other for what felt like eternity until they were freed by Richard Ryder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he had a very good run where, uh, well, there was a Thanos, uh, there was a well, a couple Thanos uh, based books, um, solo titles. That were mm-hmm. really good. My favorite one being uh, the Donny Cates one that introduced um, a little person named Cosmic Ghost Rider. That's who, right. Who, if you would have told me, I don't know, like five years ago, that one of your favorite new characters was going to be Frank Castle with both the Power Cosmic and <laughs> and the uh, um. And Spirit the, of Vengeance. And Spirit of Vengeance. And also, he's more of a Deadpool type. I'd be like, that's, that's, you're just saying words right now. But Donny Cates also, uh, may, can make some good characters. Also, the Thanos wins. By the way, the, 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 the run I'm talking about is, it's, it's called Thanos wins. It's a very, mm. very good story. It's basically about the very end of the universe where Thanos has almost killed every single pe- person. And basically, Death promised that she would marry him when there's no life left but him. He's, like, almost there. But uh, but there's one tricky little thing happen where the Silver Surfer is just going around trying to amass as much power as possible. And he spent millions of years trying to get worthy enough to pick up Meowner. <laughs> and uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider... Who we is revealed, I think, a little bit before as Frank Castle, um, is uh, killed by, uh, by the Meowner wielding Silver Surfer, who by that time is actually like uh, basically like a Black Star Starscape, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that is the beginning of one of the better stories coming out of last year, the Cosmic Ghost Rider mini, or not last year? No, was it last year? 
no, a couple last years year. ago, maybe. At this point. Couple, yeah, maybe a couple. No, I thought it was beginning, beginning of last year. Whatever. Um, but the Cosmic Ghost Rider came out where uh, Frank, who was technically, like, technically a good person, but not and died in battle, was uh, sent to Valhalla, where he got into so much trouble. He, uh, Odin uh, gave him his uh, powers back and said you could go to any time and, and then he decided to go back in time and kill baby uh, baby Thanos <laughs> but instead decided uh, was couldn't kill him because not only was he innocent um, but he was also so damn cute uh, <laughs> and he flew away and decided to raise Thanos <laughs> to be a good person and uh, it's it's so good in fact if you want to listen to it uh after reading it if you want to listen to people talk about it i may have done a whole series where i talk about it in depth for about five hours on limited theories um so yeah for a read cosmic ghost right it's really good it's frank castle trying to race thanos to be a good person there's nothing yes. wrong to go with that <laughs> so is there anything is there anything other thanos related things you can think of uh, nothing I can think of, but uh, it, it may come to me in a snap. <laughs> oh, there's oh, there's a uh, the annual. There's an annual uh, from the Thanos win thing, where it is um, Frank Castle telling a bunch of stories to Odin and Valhalla about mm. stuff that Thanos did, and uh, one of them is he chose a random human on Earth to ruin his birthday since he was like ten. And he just consistently, he takes time every year to go down and make one bad thing happen to this person on his birthday. <laughs> and it's very good. So, read the Thanos win stuff. In the, in the annual. Okay, I think we're pretty much done. Honestly. I don't know, there's, there's a lot of Thanos content out there. Yes, there certainly is. Including two of the largest, most gross, like, Largest, most grossing movies to ever exist. The nuts. <laughs> so, so yeah. What what do you have uh, to plug? All right. So I'm on a Transformers podcast, uh, Stasis Pod. We're currently in the midst of going episode by episode through Transformers Rescue Bots. And I'm also a member of the Marvel Research Team. And we have a, a handbook coming up to tie into the Empire event that has been now been rescheduled for the end of July. So look for it in comic stores. Okay. Um, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids in similar detail. And if you want to hear me talk about more about Thanos and uh, a lot of details, as I mentioned before, I do a whole series on it on uh, limited theories with my friend Rob. That is not this one. <laughs> um, uh, my name is... Sorry, I already said that. Uh, besides that... um. Christ, I forgot the name of this podcast. This has been Alphabet Flight and Justice is Served. Good night. Good night. Good night.